I had a beautiful woman go through one of my unique technique programs who had had a jealous boyfriend. He also had a high degree of bottled anger because one night he shot her five times in the face. Hi everybody. Buddy, 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 buddy. Hi everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of Spoken Word with Electronics. And that is Rex Gamble, the mind surgeon. And he's going to be our instructor for today's episode. Rex Gamble is a interesting part of Denver history. I mean Denver, Colorado, where I grew up. Part of the self-help group. He was a publisher of a couple books that you can find on booksellers. Uh, public speaking and dealing with positive thinking. Rex Gamble is an amazing optimist. And he had a series called Mind Surgery that he taught to people locally that included a custom press cassette series on mind surgery and the junk proof filter. Denver is its own interesting ecosystem and the Rex Gamble Mind Surgery tape series is one of those existing time capsules that show how peculiar Denver was, at least when I knew it as a young person the 1970s and 80s and early 90s. And Denver has always had sort of its own small village of characters. We had a famous TV clown named Blinky. The rest of the country had Bozo. And we have other things related to public theater, publishing, had interesting news radio, it was a fun place to grow up, and a wide variety of Denver-based self-help cassettes can be found if you look around. I left Denver in 1993 for Chicago to go to school, and Rex Gamble's mind surgery tape is the last thing that I received. Finding it in a cardboard box in a Goodwill off of Hampton or Leedsdale it was kind of a gift from Denver to me. During my teens, especially, I found my identity in Denver. And part of my identity was found from the music that I found in Denver stores like Wax Tracks downtown. Got very into industrial music and was fascinated with industrial music bands that would use sampling creatively. I think my life with the Thrill Kill Cult was really exciting for my ears and my mind when I was a young kid. And so I had ambitions to go to Chicago and join the sound department at the Art Institute there and learn how to do sampling. So my eyes or ears were already on peculiar recordings. And my last week in Denver, right before I was about to go to Chicago, and Chicago would kick my ass, incidentally, Denver is a much nicer city than Chicago. Uh, the people of Chicago are more challenging, especially for a young, younger person. And uh, I think as a nice little castaway, I think Denver knew that I would do okay in Chicago, but it uh, offered me one really good trip to Goodwill right before I left. And there were two cassettes that I found in that Goodwill that day. I don't even remember even going in there to look for cassettes or tapes. I was going there for shoes or a coat. If you remember, my dad's advice was to get a good coat if I was going to, to Chicago. And so I went for a coat. And I looked down into this box, and there was a cassette 
they're just called mind surgery. And I gravitated right to it and have listened to that tape on and off for 25 years. I love the positivity, the weird Scientology sound, but not really. It's uh, Rex Gamble seems to have his own program of how to reprogram our mind through positive thinking and he calls it mind surgery and the techniques for this are laid out in the junk proof filter cassette that i'm posting in full here after this introduction so you'll hear a 45 minute tape unedited feel free to skip around on that and then side a is a 30 minute edit of that tape using a variety of electronic techniques and music and other things to sort of pop it up make it a super persuasive <laughs> to make it a super persuasive infomercial on mind surgery listen to the background singers that occupy the Rex Gamble tape they appear two or three times and growing up in Denver I understand this uh, backup singers were literally wandering around Denver everywhere you go into coffee shops and there was I mean there really is a theater community in Denver that is legitimate and the cheesy jingle singers showed up in a bunch of ads all the time, local ads. I remember the Norton Fricky attorney, I think I'm getting his name right, other things, but you would just see jingle ads everywhere. So it makes sense that Rex Gamble was able to get a jingle for his show. And you will hear that opening up the Rex Gamble song, You're the Best Friend You'll Ever Have, So You Gotta Stick Around. Take care of your mind. Don't let yourself down. Or something like that. I might get it wrong, but that's close. So I don't want to spoil a lot of Rex Gamble for you. The first time you listen to it is really one of the most entertaining. There's a wide variety of wonderful sound bites or samples, whatever you want to call them, throughout Mind Surgery. I've been listening to and enjoying Rex Gamble's cassette here for many decades, and it is a good one. I actually consider a lot of his sentiments about optimism and removing the presence of bad thought and bad thought people from your life is a really great idea. Rex Gamble is, I believe, self-taught, and so there is a nice sort of folksy underground or whatever you want to call it. Uh, self-designed psychology to how he describes something. There's a mix of strong, optimistic mentalism with kind of a self-made Scientology. Uh, he has scientific terms like NIOPs and MMMs, and I'll let you find out about those things. Uh, I think they're pretty wonderful. One thing I love about him is his voice is very close in some ways to the intonation and drawl of William Burroughs with a mix of sort of this Colorado folksiness <laughs> that I recognize immediately. He kind of, in a way, sounds like my dad. In, an, in another way, sort of has a Wilford Brimley presence. And then he has the strange scientific razor delivery in moments uh, identical to William Burroughs. Burroughs, of course... Spent a lot of time in Denver along with most of the beats of that era and ended up finishing his life in Kansas. And both Kansas and Denver voices are similar. So Rex Gamble as a persona is a lot of fun to get to meet. But I interrupt this episode with my own time capsule responsibility. 
to retain some information of this current era. Some quick news. Between the debate between Biden and Trump, and then Trump getting COVID, and being sent to the hospital in a military chopper on live TV, I just have to say as a reader, man, what an incredible high narrative week. My favorite joke about Trump getting COVID is that we all hope he stays positive. <laughs> if you're, <laughs> and I hope you stay positive too, not in the COVID way, but just in terms of your outlook. If you're feeling down right now and want something to marvel at, you are literally living in a great novel right now. Meaning, in the future, a writer will become famous for merely writing out the last four years as a work of nonfiction. The writer will be celebrated for how accurately they depict everything that's happened. And that's everything in your memories right now. Of course, history belongs to the winners and the survivors. It's pretty amazing, you know. If you ask me, this last week was one of a possible climaxes or beginning of a, a conclusion. And one of the possible conclusions might be the beginning of the greatest conclusion ever written. Maybe, hopefully. I won't say which, uh, which conclusion I see in my head. But there's a couple, uh, couple narrative threads that just sort of got started this week. Pretty incredible. And the, the shape of the story is wonderfully constructed. This, uh, this tops reality. The fiction that we're living in right now is topping reality. And great fiction is supposed to be more real than reality. <laughs> so I kind of think that we're living in fiction based on just the debate which was insane, and then Friday and Thursday, which, I mean, you never want to be thrilled about somebody getting sick, but it wasn't without its satisfactions. If our current reality is fiction, it feels like a few scriptwriters contributed to this week's event. My guess is the debate was likely written by Edward Albee and David Mamet. Edward Albee wrote Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. And David Mamet, of course, provided all the cuss words for Trump to use. But I think there was some uncertainty in how to end the week, so Albie and Mamet passed the script on to Stanley Kubrick and Terry Southern on Thursday, is my guess, and they asked them, hey, how do you guys want to end this? Trump getting sick and the ensuing way he's been handling it with pre-recorded video transmissions where it's also proven that his face is really makeup that he puts on every day because he's 19 shades paler in the hospital. So he actually wakes up and takes out an orange magic marker and covers his face every day before he talks to a camera normally. But those video transmissions and the sickness and everything is exactly how Southern and Kubrick might delight in spinning things. And there's the conspiracy theory of this illness being faked too which is perfect theater. And Trump's being fed an untested experimental drug, incidentally. And only about 2,000 people, although I've also heard some reports as low as 200 to 300 people have actually had this experimental drug treatment. And who knows about the side effects that might come from that. If he survives this, who knows what color his face will be. Blue, green, he might even end up plaid. 
plaid in full. Anyway, whatever anxiety this week provokes, you should know that you are living right now in a great moment of unusual events. And you are in it. No matter how bad it feels, you are here. In time, others will pay to learn more about it. There will be movies that make millions of dollars for audiences. They will devour books on this moment. They will watch documentaries. It's a special life experience, no matter how negative or positive, to notice that you are in a moment of history and to fully consider this moment of it. (laughs) You will be asked by your grandchildren, or even their grandchildren, about you being here under Trump. If you like my optimistic tone, you need to know it's because I'm a student of mind surgery. This week, I'll play you an entire lesson of mind surgery. You're going to learn how to activate the junk-proof filter. You're going to watch a couple episodes of the MMMs, and you're going to get rid of your inner NIOPs. It's the NIOPs. These are all terms used in mind surgery. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this, I received this cassette the second week before I left for college in 1993 at a Denver Goodwill right off of Leedsdale, or maybe right a little bit before that on Hampton. The same street, it just changes names. I was about to leave to Chicago for art school. I went to Goodwill to get some appliances for my apartment in Chicago and a wool coat for my move to the much colder city. I found Rex Gamble's mind surgery that day, and it's been a treasured cassette ever since. There was a mailing address on the back of the cassette, indicating Littleton, Colorado. Rex Gamble was my final gift from Denver to me as I left the city for choppier mind health water in Chicago. You might ask, does mind surgery work? It did for me. I'm not sure if you've ever had a great moment when you've met a part of your identity, but right at that moment, Rex Gamble's mind surgery being one of the first tapes like this I'd ever found, and the sense that I found it myself, or just lucked into it. I'm not sure if you've ever had a great moment when you've met a part of your identity, but right at that moment when I found Rex Gamble's mind surgery tape, specifically found it, did not order it, but found it, and heard the cassette, and never heard cassettes like this. This was a life moment for me, and if something similar to more recordings like this existed, and they had to, then there had to be more uh, recordings like this from all kinds of authors. That was kind of a life mission for me to find more weird things, and I'll start to share more of them every week with you. Even more excitedly, to my 18-year-old mind, every city had to have local people who make recordings, either talking or singing, and they'd likely be in the Goodwill stores. So that would make travel functional for me. I've never been a fan of travel, but hey, maybe I'll get a tape or an LP when I go there. So I always uh, try and drop off at the thrift stores of any city to try and find something there. And I mean something local, something specific to that city or town. And again, I've found some good stuff. I'd been uh, briefly introduced already in my life to sampling from bands like Thrill Kill Cult and others, and I wanted to work up the sampling, but I didn't know how to do it yet. So really, before you work up the sampling, you just have to get material. And this was my first feeling of, holy shit, this is a find. That was a feeling I felt 
with the Mind Surgeon cassette. And I was interested in spending my life finding more unusual records like it. So for this week, with Trump in the hospital, <laughs> oh man, that's the only person I'd ever laugh at for being in the hospital. Uh, although there's a couple of Republican senators, there's there's a joke that if or there's a theory right now that if enough Republican senators get sick, they won't be able to car carry the vote for the Supreme Court. And I don't know if your uh, where your belief system goes with that, but that is satisfying. So for this week, I thought I'd teach you about mind surgery. I say with optimism. You're the best friend you'll ever have and you'll have to stick around. So, take care of yourself now. Don't let yourself get down. We'll get to that, and then after that, episode eight of Charlie Pickle, this week's installment is titled Roadside Politics, and you'll want to stick around for that. Thank you for listening to the show. Have a terrific week. Here's Rex Gamble and Mind Surgery. <laughs>